0: God said it. Get ready, right? So this year we're reading through the Bible in a year as the gathering through the uh, through the U version Bible app, and uh, we've made it all the way through the Old Testament. We have made it through a couple of uh, of the Gospels, and today we're in Luke. And uh, so the title of the message all year has started with God said it, uh, meaning that we're reading through God's word, God's written word. So God said it, right? Um, so we have God's written Word in the Bible. We have God's living Word, which is in Jesus, uh, the fulfillment of, of everything that the Old Testament was about. And, and then we have God's, uh, God's Spirit for us uh, that gets to live inside of us through Jesus Christ. Um, and so the, the point that we try to make in, in reading through the Bible in a year and getting everybody on the same page is, is okay, if we're going to read this book... Um, the challenge is to take it for for truth, one hundred percent truth. Okay, if God said it, God who is the who laid the foundations of the earth, created everything, probably knows a lot more than I do. I'll go ahead and admit I know He knows a lot more than I do. He's been around a long time before time even existed, which is the craziest thing. Like God created time, so He's been infinite. Like my brain explodes just trying to think about it. Um, but if this all powerful God provided this, this for us, then we don't get to say, we don't get to interpret it, right? God said it. God is the one who interprets it. It's not, it's not our place. We are not worthy to uh, adjust it and manipulate it to make us feel good about ourselves. Um, so the point in it is, is to go through it and read it together and be like, okay, well, God, what are you saying in it? And then God, please give me the faith to trust what you're saying is true. Um, so we're in uh, we're in Luke one five through twenty five today, um, and it's God said it. Get ready, and the end point that we'll hit on the end is get ready for Jesus. So we're reading quite a bit this morning. Um, admittedly, so I'm not the I'm not the best reader in the world. I was a a borderline B student in English as a kid, so bear with me. All right, we're doing Luke one five through twenty five. One, two, three, go. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah division of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame or uh, blame according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. Did you guys read the Old Testament and read all the all the requirements and stuff? It's a lot. So they they were doing a good job. But they had no children because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty, when his division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, not the lot of the Old Testament, but by lot like drawn straws, uh, chosen by lot, uh, or, you know, today rock paper scissors, like it's your turn. Uh, According to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to make ready for the Lord, a prepared people, how can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel, for I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered him, "I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak uh, I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the, the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile, Zechariah, the people were meanwhile Uh, The people were waiting for Zechariah, amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he did not come out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was making signs to them and remaining speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, the Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to make to take away my disgrace among the people. Whew. Whew. That was a lot. But it's good stuff. And one of the interesting things that, that 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 made me think about some things is so there's a couple of things is that uh, Zechariah more or less played rock, paper, scissors to find out if he was going to be <laughs> in the sanctuary. And they did like a rotation, uh, which I didn't really realize until I started reading this and actually paying attention to the small details. They did a rotation, like a week-on, week-off type deal. Um, and then and then the really cool thing is that, like in the beginning, where it talks about that that Zechariah and his wife were blameless according to the commands and requirements of the Lord. Um, that's pretty amazing. Like I said, like if you if you had been reading through the Old Testament where you you know you obviously got the Ten Commandments, but then all the other um kind of things that God God set it for his people. It wasn't like man just made them up and said, Well, we've got to do this. Like God told um you know Moses all of these other laws and stuff that he wanted and he desired for his people. They were doing it all. And that's that's crazy. Um because uh I imagine there are some Jews that like bacon. Maybe I don't know, um, <laughs> but there's a, there was a lot to it, man. It's crazy. I, I didn't know how detailed it was until I actually started reading through the Old Testament and and reading how like intricate and and minute the details were on how God desired His people to live. And it's cool because you can go back through it and look at even just the diet that God gave them. Um, I think I was talking to Miss Miss uh, Miss Sherry the other day. Like, there's this guy that wrote a book called the. Um, the maker's diet. This guy was dying of Crohn's disease uh, and he had nowhere else to go. He didn't know what he was dying. And uh, so he, he went through Leviticus and made a, a diet based off of the Levitical diet that God gave his people. And his Crohn's disease got cured. It's pretty amazing. Like God created this, this diet for his people that is like pure and clean. And it's, it's the best diet for our bodies. It's tough to do. Cause I really like bacon, but <laughs> and sugar I'm sure sugar would have been it. And, you know m and m s or snickers probably would have been a no no um, <laughs> but uh it's cool, man. it's cool to look through it and see how God said it it's legit it's real like just trust it and um so that that kind of brings us to our to our first point the angel and the message um so there's other instances in the Bible where an angel presented itself in front of people and uh and if you guys remember. It's it it. I think it's every time. I may be mistaken, but they were scared. They were afraid. Um, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily because of just the presence of. I don't know if it came in. If the angel came in and a loud noise. If it was just super bright. Uh, a friend of mine who's a lot smarter than I am said that he was probably, to our eyes, scary looking. You know, not like, but but like powerful looking. You know what I mean? Not not scary like demonic, but just powerful. You know and uh, adorned in all these crazy jewels and, and 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 armor and like all this kind of stuff and you just show up and you're just like here i am and it just be like whoa what in the heck's happening um you know so we don't really know but but that happened you know the angel of the lord showed up and and he had this message for him and uh and 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 the angel said do not be afraid because you're going to have a son and the son's going to come and he's gonna path the way. This was already prophesied before in the Old Testament that there would be somebody that would come before the Messiah and would kind of pave the way. And so he was telling him that, hey, you guys, you and your your wife are gonna have a son, and and he's gonna be the one that 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 this Elijah that is going to come and and pave the way. And you know have. And if we keep reading, you know, does the baptism of repentance and you know all this kind of stuff. And uh, and the crazy thing is, is that. God's angels get questioned a lot and God God gets questioned a lot. Have you guys noticed that like in the Bible this you know there's obviously this this again I don't know exactly what it looked like but this obviously overwhelming kind of figure showed up in this dude's life and said, "Hey, this is going to happen." And you're like, "Are you sure?" Like, "Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure." Um like but I you know I wonder if that's how I would be, you know what I mean? Like but this is a, I mean this is a pretty crazy story like you know, I know there's a lot of elderly people in the room, but these two people were old, it says, <laughs> more or less, they were old, you know, so imagine some of y'all that are, you know, I don't know how old they were, it doesn't say, but, you know, some of y'all that are maybe in your 70s and or 80s or whatever, and this angel's up and says, y'all are going to have a baby, it's like, yeah, right, dude, are you kidding me, like, no, no way, um, you know, I'm just thinking in my brain like my mom and dad. They're they're in 70s plus, you know. So like, I guess put myself in their shoes. If if an angel came up to my dad and was like, "Hey, y'all have a kid," and I'm like, "What? You're crazy. I don't know what this is about." But um, but it happened. It's in God's word, and so it's like, it's just I don't know, man. It's it's weird to think about because. At least I haven't experienced anything like that um but the interesting thing to me that I, that stuck out to me was that people were always surprised to see the angel and terrified and um so that just got me thinking about all those kinds of things and um and then so that kind of folds into the next uh, point is the priest and the promise you know, so we read through who Zechariah was and how he was uh, he was a priest on rotation they were on rotation right and um and there was a promise made to him. Uh, the promise was that, you know, even though they were, they were advanced in age, that they were going to have a son. And, uh, and, and the angel went on and told him everything about it. And um, the cool thing is, is that, that God gives us promises even today. Like, a lot of the promises that we read about in the Bible, those are applicable to our lives today, right? So uh, my question, my challenge to you guys is, like, are you spending time uh, in the Word, to read about all God's promises. Uh, because a lot of times that would, you know, like Zechariah was like, no way, dude, I'm not having a kid, you know? So how many times, like, uh, do you have something in your brain, like a concern or a care that you have, that, that you're saying there's no way that will ever happen, you know? But, but what is what does God's Word say about those things, right? And so it's important for us to read through them because God doesn't lie. If God made a promise, He's sure going to keep it. Um, you know, like uh feelings of, of being alone. And I think everybody goes through stages of feeling like being alone. Uh Jesus' promise before leaving his disciples was, I'll be with you until the end of age. Uh I think that's applicable to us. You know, he is with us until the end of age, even in the days where we feel like we got nobody else. You know, maybe we feel like we've been abandoned, maybe we've done some things that we regret and we've put ourselves in a situation where we feel where we feel isolated. The cool thing, the promises of the, the never-ending grace and love of God is that we can always repent and turn back to Him and He's with us until the end of age. That's awesome. you know. That's just one of many, many, many promises that there are in the Bible. Um, so, do you think about those things? Do you think about promises that God has given us? Um, do you guys have... Have you spent time in prayer and seeking God to... To see what he has to say about things, and if you haven't, that would be the challenge. You know, take the time. God, God's a loving God. He listens to us. He hears our prayers. That's another promise. He He, he hears us. Um, so take that time. Third point: the question and the sign. Again, the crazy thing is, is that this angel shows up and he questioned. And he, he he questioned. He doubted. Right, and um, and so then the angel was like, "All right." Um, well, just to show you that I'm telling you the truth, you're not going to be able to speak until these things come to pass. And so you read on in, in later verses, and you find out that um, that Zechariah gets his speech back after his son is born. Right. So that's at least you know we don't know when exactly Elizabeth became uh, pregnant, but at least nine months of being silent. Some wives might like that their husband was silent for nine months. Uh you know, I don't know how it's funny you get these pictures of, of like elderly couples and the wife's still talking and the and the man's just sitting there like okay. But you know, so I don't know if Zechariah was already a quiet dude or you know if he was just this you know kind of uh colorful guy that talked a lot. You know, I don't know, maybe she enjoyed the nine months of silence. Um but but there was this sign, right? This sign was was made to to know to, to let Zechariah know that this is legit and what I'm telling you is is going to happen. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I've had stuff like that happen to me. You know, where I'm where I'm doing something, and um, you know, living as a, living as a missionary in, in, a, in another country, and uh, funds are tight, and you're looking at you're looking at you're, you're looking at how much money you actually have, and then the bills you got to pay. And you're like, man, I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, this, like, logistically wise, this isn't going to happen. And then, and then you come home. You don't tell anybody that you're, you know, because that's kind of like a private thing. Be like, dang, I need some money. Um, you don't tell anybody, and you come home, and somebody slipped an envelope under the door with a bunch of cash in it. You know what I mean? Like, so, so the promises. Like, and, and the signs that God gives you that you're doing what God's... And I'm not saying, like, so the whole... I want to preface that with, like, it's important for us to 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 obey God's commandments, right? So this is all preface. This is all hovering over Zechariah and Elizabeth uh, being obedient 100% down to the detail of God's commandments and their lives, right? Okay? So I don't, you know... I, God, God does mysterious things, you know. I don't think it's fair to say God. Bobby always says that God doesn't bless sin, right? So I, I don't. I think it's pretty fair to say that we can't just live a loosey goosey life, doing whatever, whatever the heck we want, and expect God to just pull through, you know, and 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 uh, and uh, enable us. There's the word I was looking for. Um, you know, God's not an enabler, right? Um, so the importance here, the hanger on that is is man, we gotta we gotta pursue God and we gotta listen to God. But anyways, so there there's there's definitely times in my life and I'm sure times in y'all's lives where you where you've kind of questioned you've been going in the path that you know God's calling you to go in and maybe you're you've hit a roadblock or maybe some time has passed and you're like man is this really what I'm supposed to do and then boom God gives you a sign and you're like all right well yeah I'm going on the right way or maybe God redirects you or whatever you know but the whole pro, the whole point of it is to pay attention we got to pay attention to God right if we're not paying attention to God then then I know I get distracted very easily um and so do you trust that God can accomplish anything that is in his will? Just like with Zechariah and, and with Elizabeth. Like that's, that's a crazy thing, right? Uh, you you as, a, as a medical person, as somebody <laughs> of that age, it's impossible to have a child, right? So can, do, we, do we trust that God can accomplish the impossible? The things that seem impossible in our lives, with you know whether it be with our children or our marriage or our work or you know whatever it may be, you fill in the blank. Uh, Do you believe that God can accomplish anything in your life that is seemingly impossible? And the truth is, and the the answer is, yes, He can, if it is in His will, right? Um, You know, I don't believe that God is like a genie where we rub, you know, we rub the magic lamp and we're like, all right, God, thanks for meeting me here because I asked you to. I'd like a million dollars, please. I think I was like, "All right, poof." There you go, million dollars. Um, I don't think it works like that. Um, you know, but do you believe that if you are walking in His will, like Elizabeth and, and Zechariah, where they they were faithful in their obedience to God, that they will, that God will honor them, and that He will accomplish what He wants to. You know, it eluded it that that Zechariah. And I imagine so. Um, so, in the Jewish culture, it seemed like, and, and it is. I think it's maybe kind of lost today. Um, but having and having children, and you know, having somebody to pass on the the family name, you know, used to be a huge deal. Um, I don't know if that's a huge importance these days, um, but. Or you know, why most people have children, but it seemed like back in the day like in in biblical times, like having kids, especially having sons was like the big deal and if you couldn't have children then then it was a disgrace, right there was something wrong with you um, and i don't I don't think that that's think that, that's just a man made thing I think um, but <clears throat> but having this uh having this 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 thing that 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 God is allowed to to make the impossible happen. Um he he will he will give us the signs. Um And so the point is is to get ready for Jesus. Um are you getting ready for Jesus? Jesus God sent an angel to to give a sign to point to people to Jesus. Um Okay, so we get to read. We get to read through. This has already happened, right? This, this is God's word. It's historically accurate. Um, it's cool because it, it it mentions in the preface where you get to read all about the authors and stuff that Luke created this this thing to be the most historically accurate account that he could that he could physically do. So, but anyways, like we get we, we know that this all happened. This has already happened. Jesus has already come. Jesus already died for our sins. So number one, do we do we believe that? Do we trust that? Um and number two, what's our response to that? If we believe it and we trust it, what's our response to that? What are all the things and and the that Jesus had said and and the teachings to his disciples and all these kinds of things? Do we actually hold true to those, or is it just like, hey man, I got my life and on Sundays I worship the Lord and you know I sing about Jesus and you know we'll we'll kind of separate our deals. Um what are you doing today to get ready for Jesus? The Bible says that Jesus is coming back, right? Um, maybe he'll come back in our lifetimes and we meet Jesus again before we uh, our bodies pass you know before we pass away, uh, or maybe we meet Jesus because you know our life terminates, and then you know in in five hundred years, thousand years, whatever Jesus comes back that, That's not the whole point. The point is is are you ready for Jesus's return? Are you ready to meet Jesus today because uh, we 're not promised tomorrow. So are you ready to meet Jesus today? And if you're not. What are the things that you need to be doing to do that? You know, what are the things that God has already put in your heart uh, to to be prepared to meet Jesus? You know, what what are the what are the steps of obedience? And I'm not gonna. I think everybody can can put in their brain what the things that God is talking to each individual person on these different steps of obedience to to make Jesus Lord over your life, right? If Jesus is Lord over our life, then He's the one that dictates what we say, what we do, where we go, blah 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 blah. Right? So what are those things that God's putting on your heart? And are you actually being obedient to those, or are you just like, nah, I'll start that tomorrow? Or now nah, I'll start that next week, you know? The whole the whole New Year's resolution type deal. You start it off and then you quit in a month, you know, or a week. Um, what are you doing to prepare yourself for Jesus? Because he is coming back. God's word said he is, and I trust it. Do you? Um so the question is, is do you, do you know Jesus? If you don't, there's plenty of people here, including myself, that would love to introduce you to him. Uh maybe you have met Jesus before, uh, but your your it didn't affect your life. You know? Uh that's that's something that needs to be taken care of. Uh God wants an intimate relationship with him. It's not to turn you into some Christian robot, it's because he loves you and he wants what's best for you and it might look a little bit different than the, than the, than the ideas that you have for yourself in your life, but I promise you it's going to be awesome and, and you're going to love it because that's how good God is. Um, so shall we pray? Lord God, I thank you so much for this morning, God. Um, even though I don't like you, God, I thank you for the seasons and the cold weather that's coming. Um some people like it, so you cater to them instead of me. But <laughs> um God, I just thank you for your goodness, God. You you love us, you know every intimate detail about our lives, um, and you love us still. You want to have a relationship with us. And so, God, I just pray that we can uh we can reciprocate that love and reciprocate that 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 desire to have a relationship with you. And, uh, and God just be obedient in everything that you call us to knowing that it's for our good and that and and that not even it's for our good God but it is to honor and glorify you God um, because that should be the sole desire of our lives to point people to Jesus and um and God so just help us to do that um, and uh yeah because because Jesus you're coming back and I want to be ready we want to be ready. So just help us to live a life that is worthy of that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.